Hello, everyone, and welcome to Privacy Tech Talk, the podcast that talks about everything privacy tech. If you want to learn more about the different privacy technologies out on the market or how these technologies can help your business, then you've come to the right place. I'm your co-host, Fahad Diwan. And I'm your co-host, Carlos Chalico. And today, for our inaugural episode, we have a very special guest, Peter Barboza the CEO and co-founder of Opsworth Data. Welcome, Peter. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to be here. I uh, was very excited when we spoke. I think it was last month and you guys invited me on. So really excited to be your uh, inaugural guest. Great. Well, we're really lucky to have you and we're super excited to learn more about your technology and all of the cool things that Opsworth Data does. Before we get into that, uh, we'd love to learn more about you. Uh, Partly because you have a very unique background. Many of the people I encounter in the space are either privacy consultants, people who worked in a privacy office, or are lawyers. But your background is, is unique. I know you have a bit of Silicon Valley experience. So please, let, let us know. Who is Peter, the man, the myth, the legend? <laughs> sure. Um, a bit about myself. Uh, Canadian, born and raised in Toronto, uh, close to close to you guys as well. Before privacy, uh, you know, I've always been a startup guy, so to speak. So always focused on digital products. And now with a lot of these new modern privacy laws, it's really impacting the way a lot of, you know, digital applications and startups have to do their business and handle data. And that's what really got me introduced to this. Um, but yeah, prior to being here, uh, I've always focused on regulatory software, actually. So privacy kind of felt like a natural fit when I first got into it. But prior to this, I was in healthcare, focusing on some medical applications um, around that and also around medical cannabis, which is, wow, um, yeah, yeah, pretty different than privacy. Absolutely. Um, but we see something that we saw something very similar five to 10 years ago in the medical cannabis space in the U.S., where we saw an emergence of laws erupting. And companies had to kind of put together requirements and workflows to actually comply with these laws to go ahead and get licenses, et cetera. So there was kind of a match when uh, I was kind of breaking down the privacy legislations and also experiencing those pains myself of how to handle our data. Um, and that's kind of what got me uh, into privacy. That's a really interesting point, Peter. And it reminds me of this article I was reading this morning by the New York Times. It was on Kabir Berday who, you know, is the founder and CEO of OneTrust. It talked about how Kabir and his colleagues came up with the idea to start OneTrust when they saw that the privacy legislative landscape was developing in a fragmented way. So different jurisdictions had different laws cropping up, and they realized that companies would need help in interpreting and applying and complying with those laws. And so this sounds very similar to the experience you described you having in the medical cannabis space where different laws were cropping up and you realize that companies would need help with complying with those laws. So now let's move into your tech in a very simple way. Explain it to us like we're five years old, right? What does Opsware Data do? Yeah, so Opsware is the privacy infrastructure for the internet, um, really for modern enterprises. And why do companies need or why do enterprises need infrastructure around privacy? So in order to achieve some level of compliance with a lot of these new privacy laws we're seeing, whether it's you know Quebec's Bill 64 we're seeing, you know the European GDPR, or even the California CCPA, as a business, you know you're obligated or required to understand what systems you have and what exists within your technology stack. And even on the sales side, we're seeing more and more of this. 
Um, in order to win certain deals or contracts, companies or you know com customers are really asking for things like privacy policies or understanding what vendors or who you might share data with as an organization. And that's kind of what we really focus on is what we call, it's called really called a data map. So what we do is we provide a solution that integrates into a company's tech stack. We map all of the personal data and all the processes around the personal data that a business has around, uh, around the organization. And uh, data maps really help companies build out these privacy policies, mitigate their risks, or understand how they can and can't use data. It gives them more of a, of a real-time view of their information uh, for the privacy program. For our listeners that may not know, can you please elaborate on what data maps are? Yeah, very good question. You know, in a more like granular way of saying it, I call them sometimes more of a system and a process map. So really to us, what it is, is, you know, it's really our tool, but once you log into it, we give you a list of all the different systems you might have that contain personal data. And a data map is really meant to help you operationalize your privacy program. So for example, uh, a lot of these new privacy laws have this new concept inside them called privacy rights. And it's really the core of a lot of these legislations. And privacy rights um, enable individuals, customers, et cetera, but enables individuals to go and request their data from your business, whether it's a data, you know, they want their data deleted or they want to copy their data. So in order to actually go and achieve that task, you need to understand where the data exists across the organization. And that's what we help you do. Um, it's also important to know like the context of the data, such as, you know, why do you collect the data or what are you using the data for? That's also required under, to, that's also required part of a lot of privacy legislation to comply with it. So we also give them that kind of mapping of their organization and the personal data they collect for that. Which is cool, I have to say, because um, I'm pretty fundamental because in order to properly protect personal information, the first thing you need to do is to understand what personal information you have and how personal information flows across the organization. So my understanding, Peter, is that your tool is doing precisely that, right? Correct. So we'll allow companies to see where their data flows, you know, north, south, east, west across the business. And of course, you know, provide you the visuals you need to see that. Um, and then, you know, as I mentioned, one thing we realized very quickly is that, you know, when we were early on in this journey with Opsware, we spoke with a lot of businesses. And one big challenge we found was well, a few things. One is it took six months to build out your first draft of data map. And the way that was currently done was a lot of, it was very human driven. Uh, so a lot of interviews, you know, surveys are being sent to different teams and stakeholders. Because as you can imagine, you know, let's say you're at a, you know, 200 to 500 person business, you're going to have departments, you're going to have turnover with employees, they're going to add in new systems. And sometimes, you know, team members go rogue. And so one thing we found was not only did it take a long time to build that initial data map, but keeping it up to date was also very painful because your business is constantly changing, especially if you're like a very high growth business, or even if you're known to do a lot of M&A, um, it's very challenging to keep this data map up to date. Most companies we speak to keep this in an Excel sheet, um, which you know does the job initially, but it's very hard to scale that, especially as your business grows. So we found that having more of an automated data map or something that's a bit more real time actually makes privacy less, less, less expensive. So it saves on, on operational expenditures. You have mentioned more than one, more than once, excuse me, medium-sized companies. Has your organization decided to focus on this specific type of organization or are you trying to go to other sizes as well? 
Yeah, it's a great question. So initially when we went to market, and mind you, we just launched our, our solution earlier this year. Initially when we went to market, we started with the mid-sized companies. Um, we found that there was just a major demand there. Um, a lot of them are starting to hire privacy officers or a data protection officer. Um, and they're literally just at the starting point of their privacy program. Um, we are considering of going larger. I mean, we do have a few larger enterprise customers that may not be considered mid-size. But even more conversely, we're, we're even considering small enterprise as well. The thing with smaller businesses is we believe there's more, you know, advisory required and more educational needed. And mm -hmm. uh, we think that's more of a longer term play for us. We see big demand in mid in mid-sized companies, and we know if we can solve the more of the complex challenges, it'll be even easier to solve the simpler challenges that a small business might have that might have a much easier data landscape for us to work with and, and integrate into. Interesting. We have another question for you. While understanding what you do, we can see your passion and we can feel your commitment to what you offer, but what about your customers when you go out to the market? What are the challenges you are seeing on having your clients or potential clients understand the value you deliver? What are the most common challenges you have to face? Yeah, absolutely. Legal teams are having a hard time, or, or privacy teams and privacy professionals are having a hard time interfacing with their outside teams and getting that alignment. And even beyond alignment, even when they have alignment of just understanding or at least, you know, classifying data and understanding what exists. Um, and then beyond that, enforcing that and, and, and really being able to read into those systems. That's the gap is that the who has the keys to the castle right now to get access to personal data are really the engineers. So we really want to yeah. remove that gap, right? Like, so what we do is we give the privacy officer a way to see into those systems. They don't have to go through engineering, right? Engineering will come in and help set it up with us. But beyond that, afterwards, you know, the privacy officer has everything they need to operate their privacy program because they have a visibility to what they have. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that the challenges that you identified are ones that are experienced by many other privacy tech vendors, too. But on the flip side, you know, the timing couldn't be better with all these new regulations being enacted that are encouraging businesses to take their responsibilities more seriously. Yeah, absolutely. We're realizing that this is a bigger demand for customers than it is the legislation. And I'm actually now in the belief that what's really driving legislation for a lot of these privacy laws is really the consumers. Um, because consumers are demanding that, or consumers would prefer that customers, or sorry, businesses, um, actually protect their data and that they have control of their data. And so privacy is no longer a nice to have, it's, it's now a must have. You know, as a lawyer, I find that extremely insightful because we're you know, I tend to look at laws and how they affect business activity, but we often forget that businesses, they care most about what their customers think, right? And so having consumers care more about privacy, it makes sense that that is what's going to lead to businesses taking their obligations more seriously. Uh, and I totally, I have a much better idea of how Opsware fits into that puzzle in response to that. And I think that it, you know, we've seen this change or reflected in consumers and we've seen it manifest in the privacy tech industry as well, right? The privacy tech vendor report that the uh, IAPP publishes every year in 2017, it had only 44 privacy tech vendors. <laughs> By the time 2021 comes around, they have 365 privacy tech vendors. I mean, that's an exponential growth, right? And, and so I, I think your point, Peter, about how consumers are driving this, I think that 
is a major reason why so many privacy tech companies are cropping up and at such an exp- exponential rate. Where yeah. do you see where do you see the industry going? You know, what's, yeah. what's, what does the future look like? What's five, 10 years down the line? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I think more and more privacy is going to be by design or by default when engineers or companies build their technologies. And I think that's really is like a culture and mindset change. Um, and I'm hoping we're going to see it slowly, you know, more and more slowly um, across businesses. Because I think right now, the only ones that we, I see adopt privacy very early on are really the, uh, you know, really the ambitious or advantageous companies, or really these big tech companies that know they're going to be already are under scrutiny. So I think we're going to see that. And I think we're going to see hopefully a lot more mid to small size companies adopt more of this privacy engineering practice where they're trying to build privacy into their code. They're trying to proactively classify and catalog data as they're coding it. And I think that's super critical. And I think that's one of the biggest gaps we're seeing right now in the space is that there's a major disconnect between legal teams and their engineering teams. But I think, you know, the future of privacy really is, I think engineers can be the next or engineering departments and software developers going to be like the next major stakeholder that a lot of companies focus on. And that's this new concept we hear of. It's called shifting left. I don't know where they came up with that, but this whole concept of shifting left means privacy is now shifting from the legal team's hands over the engineer's hands. And they're more empowered to build out or at least to follow privacy policies that legal teams are trying to implement. Thank you so much for all of the extremely insightful information you've given us and our listeners today. How can, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, um, great question. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active over there and certainly publishing a lot of articles and blog posts. So Peter Barbosa on LinkedIn. Um, otherwise, you can find us on our website, which is just opsware.co, O-P-S-W-A-R-E.co. And if you would like to get in touch with me, you can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter as Fahad Diwan. And as Carlos Chalico for me for both LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please keep an ear out for our next episode and let us know what you think.